Hi, welcome to this episode of Author Eke. I'm Travis Davis, your host. Tell us your story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Author Eke. Today, I have Joe Petty uh, Monastery. That's a tough one. I had to practice that. <laughs> so uh, she's got a great book. Uh, we are both through the same publisher. I met her a couple of weeks ago down in Houston at an event and want to get her on the podcast, tell her about her book. I started looking through it and reading it. I was like, Ascension Island. That I have got to learn about because that is in the middle of nowhere. If nobody knows where that is, look it up. It's in the Atlantic Ocean between South America and Africa. It's out there. I don't even know how you even get there. So, uh, Joe Petty, go ahead. Tell us about yourself. Thank you so much, Travis. It was great meeting you at the Rally Against Censorship. I uh, was born on the East Coast of the United States in New Jersey, and we moved to Texas in the 60s. But before then, we moved 13 times before I was 11 years old, all different places in the States, as well as uh, one of my brothers was born in Canada, and we also lived in England. I went to public high school graduated from Memorial High School, went on to uh, Georgetown University School of Foreign Service. Uh -huh. and that's where I had my real opening in terms of learning more about the world, about uh, geopolitics, economics. And I was fortunate enough to have gained a couple of scholarships while I was there. I was on the debate team. I was on the Model United Nations team. Mm -hmm. And I won a fellowship to travel. At that time, it was supposed to be around the world through the Circumnavigators Fellowship when I was 20 years old. And that started my life of travel. I had to travel by myself, five different means of transport. And this was in the days wow. before internet or cell phones and going behind the Iron Curtain. I start my book off there uh, with that travel. Mm -hmm. And my life has been quite rich in all sorts of ways. I'm a mother. Um, I was married to a U.S. Air Force PJ. Um, I talk about what happened in our life, um, moving and traveling abroad after he was in the military. He was a mountain guide on all the different mountains. Oh, wow. uh, uh, I talk about uh, resilience after deaths in our family and a little bit about my training, my training starting at Georgetown and then continuing with the U.S. Army with the human terrain system and working in places like Afghanistan, Pakistan, um, Ascension Island, <laughs> uh, um, Ukraine in mm -hmm. 2015 after Maidan. And this is a nonfiction book uh, about my life and my perspective in the work I did overseas. Excellent. So we have something in common. I used to guard the east-west German border uh -huh. and, and the Czech-German border. When I was in the Army, I was a Cav Scout. And our responsibility, I was in a, with the 2nd Armored Cavalry Regiment, but I was in 3rd Squadron, 7th uh, Cav. And ours was uh, Coburg uh, sector, and then I also did the Czechoslovakian sector. So I've got firsthand looking from the outside in to what the Iron Curtain is. And for people to say, oh, you know, they had all these barriers up. The barriers were never there to stop U.S. forces. They were there to stop their people getting out of the country. Yes. And when you so tell folks that they go, oh, they, that's quite elaborate. Well, they didn't want anybody leaving. And they had quite a lot of extensive 
control measures and everything. But that's interesting. And so third, now I moved, my dad was in the Air Force. So I think before the sixth grade, I moved four times. You know, Spain, Cal- New York, California, and back to Arkansas. Well, that's four, four or five times. So I get the whole moving thing. So that's pretty pretty exciting, though. So where was your favorite? Where's your favorite place to go? And what do you think was the most dangerous outside of a war zone? I'd say for a short trip, the most favorite place that I've been was Malta in the Mediterranean. Okay. Uh, surprisingly just beautiful, very friendly people I found. Uh, I liked the culture there. It was relaxed. I wasn't there very, very long, but mm-hmm. it's a favorite destination spot I've already been. I'd say Malta. Oh, nice. All right. Mm-hmm. And and um, other place to be besides a conflict zone, mm-hmm. I would have to say parts of the Middle East, um, Jordan and Israel. Okay. Yes, in terms of interest of uh, the landscape, the history, the I love the food. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Mediterranean food. Oh my god, love yes. it. Mm. definitely, definitely. So, do you still like traveling? I mean, I, I think you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm burned out. You know, especially with today, felt air, air travel is like uh, no fun at all. I agree with you. <laughs> um, I would say yes. I still like to travel. Although traveling has changed so much, especially even in just the last two years. However, uh, I didn't start my life, my working life out thinking that I was going to be traveling for work. That's uh, as much as I have. And Mm -hmm. being known for working well in conflict zones and then getting more and more jobs that only went there. Mm -hmm. So I would say at at this stage of my life, um, there's a couple of places I would like to go. I'd like to go to Bhutan. I'd like to go to Mongolia, and uh, I've never been to Sardinia. I'd like to be go to those places. Well, it'd be nice to know. My next book, actually, part of it takes place in Mongolia. Ah, uh-huh. okay. And Inner Mongolia, Mongolia and Inner Mongolia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just made I have to, you know put somewhere cool. Mongolia is close to China. Makes sense. Yes, Where? I've been to China. I, I trained in China in China with the Shaolin. In 2018, 2019, uh-huh. fortunately, before everything closed down. Right. But Mongolia really intrigues me. I'd like to go by horseback in, on the Altai Peninsula, <laughs> if you're going there. Yeah, if you go. <laughs> First, you got to get there. I mean, that's like <laughs> yeah. all these places you're going. So tell Extension Island. So I'm, I'm interested about that because I was when I retired, I'm like, where can I retire? And go was kind of cool. And I was like, man, I, I could go there, but then I found out where it was at. And it was like, wow, what's way out there? Did you fly there or was there a ship? I mean, how do you get how do you get down? Again, there? this was for work. Um uh-huh. uh it was a short-term contract. Most people don't realize that Ascension Island's not a country, it's just a military yes. base. Yeah. US, UK. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a US military base. I went through Bryce Norton. Uh, through the UK military for my contract. I talk yeah. about it extensively in that chapter. Yeah, I'm Very strange that. place in a way because they don't have the same sort of governance. However, in terms of natural beauty mm-hmm. and seeing the very large turtles, you know, that go across from the Galapagos, uh, the green turtles, it's a remarkable place. But it's, I, I talk about it in the book, it's also, we called it, 
a beautiful hell. There's a lot of um, nefarious activities that can go on unaccounted for mm -hmm. and that I firsthand observed, but you can't really do very much about it. It it really is like in the middle of nowhere, although I haven't been there for 10 years, but um, no cell phones used to work there, only military comms. Well, sat or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there's nothing there. We're probably 1,800 miles away from any land or maybe yes. further. That's and the crazy. stars are spectacular, and NASA used to have an outpost there too. Oh, all right, all right. So, so what made you write your book? I mean, uh, it interests me when people say, oh, I wrote a book. I'm like, why? I mean, what, 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 you just want to get your story out? Tell us why, how, why you wrote it, and what do you find the most challenging and most rewarding parts of authoring a book? Fair question. I have written quite a bit um, more technical writing. You can find my writing on Small Wars Journal, Real Clear Defense. I used to write for communities digital news for their geopolitical anal uh, analysis mm -hmm. um, and a lot of technical writing for my work. But um, since I was young, I wrote poetry and short stories. In fact, in 1999, I was named a Texas artist for life, which I joke meant oh, wow. I was going to be broke for the rest of my life. <laughs> you're somebody's going to pay in your lunch. <laughs> and that was for uh, partly for my poetry as well as for, uh, at that time, um, I was a professional performing artist. I was uh, on Broadway in very many different theater productions, and I was a choreographer. And that's how we got to New Zealand. I was a choreographer for the National Maori Dance Company. So I've always, uh, yeah, I've always been um, interested in writing. When, um, and I talk about this in the book, the book is dedicated to a good friend and teammate of mine. We went through uh, the army training at Fort Leavenworth together. Mm -hmm. We were together for a little while working in Borneo and then working in Afghanistan. And she was fatally, <clears throat> excuse me, shot um, in December of 2015. And she was a remarkable person. So part of it was that. And mm -hmm. part of it also my um, my son Denali and um, his father, my ex Marty Schmidt, they were killed on K2 in 2013. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I, oh, terrible. Yes. And my uh, daughter had started a publishing company before. I decided with this book, it was better to separate. Yes. Sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, I felt freer to write what I wanted and needed to write. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, Defiance Press was great, it's great with the editors too. So yeah, they are very that's, good. That's why I wrote the book, and also because most people don't know about the humanitarian work in conflict zones. I know because I, I looked for books myself before mm -hmm. I was going into them, and um, other than military or journalistic accounts. There's not too many accounts of what it's like, especially in more than one conflict zone. Right. So, uh, those are all the reasons I decided to write this. That's amazing. Uh, sorry to hear about your husband and son. K2, by the way, is second tallest mountain in the world for y'all, That uh, and probably climbed less than Mount Everest. Oh, much less. Yes. Yeah. And it's the most dangerous statistically. Exactly. So you got anything else you're going to write about? I mean, you're going to, you know. I mean, there's, there's always space. I mean, there, <laughs> yes. Well, um, 
I decided to self-publish my latest poetry book, which just came out last year. It's called, and it's with the, my, my son was a painter. He grad, had just graduated from California College of the Arts. He was also a great alpinist and skier wow. and adventure sports. Um, so it's called Clash, wow. uh, poems from conflict zones mostly. And it has a, photos of much of my son's work and the cover is by my son. Uh, so it was a way to have memories of him as well as my own personal creative writing. Um, that's my second poetry book. My first one's called Kismet. Okay. And that's the one that I won award for. I'm writing another book now called Traveler Between Worlds. And on my website, which is Joe Patty X, J O P A T T I X dot com. I have, uh, I show the cover and a little outline of what's in it. That goes up through last summer because I was a, I was fortunate to be a grantee for Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions. Mm -hmm. It's a program started by Marcus and Amber Capone using um, what they technically call plant medicine. And so I was very fortunate to go down to Mexico with their treatment plan there. Mm -hmm. And that opened a whole nother world of seeing things. Excuse mm -hmm. me, I'm still sort of processing it. Right. And uh, nobody's written about that. So I'm going to write, that will be one of my chapters. And when do you think that's going to be out? Well, my original thought was the end of 2023, but I think it'll be more like the beginning of 2024 because I I still have, uh, I'm starting a new job in about 10 days. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Um, very happy about it here at Shepherd Air Force Base. And um, yes, I'm still doing training and much busier and maybe as many families have experienced, we've had a number of deaths in our family mm -hmm. and some imminent deaths. Uh, people are not doing very well. So it's been um, busy physically, but busy emotionally. So I think I'm going to change my timeline a little bit to do the book justice. Well, but even, even with very minimal distractions, it's an effort to write a book and get it out, you know, within six months, nine months. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an effort uh, just to be able to, because you, uh, everybody has things they're doing, but you, you do it, you, you start writing, you well, I want to write something else on it. I want to add to it. There's always that, that fluctuation in the book to be able to say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm done. I'm not, <laughs> not going to do any more, but I'm coming out the door. So it does take a while. Uh, are you self-publishing or Defiance Press publishing, or have you decided what you're going to do? I, I have a personal goal of who I'd like to publish it and who's tentatively interested. I know the publishing companies are going through really hard time. I know oh, from yeah. what big my, daughter's saying, my daughter's company is doing very well, D'Angelo Publications out of right. Idaho and Texas. But um, yes, so I'm, I haven't quite decided. I, I do think I'm going to shop the chapter outlines around because I mm -hmm. think it's a topic that will be both timely and classic mm -hmm. about healing with from post-trauma. Right, right. 
uh, oh, yeah, more people deal with it all after, the time after the pandemic. Excuse me. People, I mean, people deal with it all the time, and now, I mean, and there's it seems like there's just more calamity <laughs> in the world. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not, not. No, I having worked in Ukraine and both Ukraine and Russia, uh, what's happening over in that part of the world is just unbelievably horrible. Um, I don't think people realize the magnitude of death. Um, you know, we we had over a 20-year war, I think something like 6,000 die, mm-hmm. and over 3,000, 4,000 will die in a week. I, I just read a pretty accurate assessment. I think that yeah. in the first year of, of this conflict over there, there's over half a million dead, and over 10 million displaced and over three and a half million seriously wounded. You know, the the numbers most people can't even comprehend. Yeah. Well, that's World War II numbers. I mean, that's that's bigger than Vietnam and that's that's World War II. I mean, not as big as World War II, granted, but that is a lot. I mean, that... that We're talking about a country that's not got as many it's not wasn't as densely populated as yeah. many um but besides that we're just we have more information neuroscience wise more information as people are coming forward from mm-hmm. all different countries from israel which has been never out of conflict since it right, was right. Founded. afghanistan iraq i was in iraq until march of 2020 so uh in kurdistan region mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, and even for people who aren't in war zones, what was what happened during the restrictions um, under the guise of uh, COVID nineteen? Mm-hmm. Uh, people, especially children, are still dealing with, and oh, I work dealing with it forever. in emergencies. So that uh, is very important to me to have people be aware on a individual basis. You know what happens when you mm-hmm. do this to children. Oh, they'll be feeling the repercussions of that for years. I mean, yes. I think everybody will. You know, yes. They're, they're terrible, terrible. Well, I mean, it was, you're fascinating. You got a fascinating uh, story, um, to say the least. And, and traveling off the X. Uh, so what, what can, what's the title? How'd you come up with the title? I mean, what's that? What's that about? Um, X to, marks a spot. <laughs> X for Target, because I, I did work um, after my training in the army um yeah. work for those people who know what this is i won't go into specifics oh, but I, for yeah. mistif m-i-s-t-f um alpha in, in support of the 82nd at nkc uh-huh. in kabul um i and most of my jobs have been um living and working i i was on base sometimes uh for mm-hmm. various uh deployments mm-hmm. five times to afghanistan twice to iraq mm-hmm. um, but in pakistan in siberia on ascension island i lived oh. and worked in the communities there most of mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. so i had a different perspective than most but it was very dangerous i can look back now and, and think by the grace of God, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and many really? of my colleagues are not. Um, we had to go out almost every day, what would be called to civilians outside the wire, which mm-hmm. means into the cities. Yep. And um, 
Some people had asked me at one point, you know, do you ever want to get off an X? An X meaning a point of danger. But in the yeah. book, I put it not just as physical danger, also emotional danger. Mm-hmm. And I even talk about spiritual danger. Some places where terrible things have happened, when you go in, you just you feel a great darkness there. And um, yet sometimes yeah. that's where I would have to go. Okay. It's like the same as you go into the concentration camps, Buchenwald. Uh, anywhere in Germany, it's the it's you feel you just there's just something wrong. <laughs> it just feels wrong. Or, and or often, all terrible things have happened there. Yeah, exactly. I didn't always yeah. know before I went. Um, I would find out from local people. Sometimes, uh, yeah, my employers wouldn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Good> go. <laughs> and I've always been a contractor. I want to make that clear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, so I would recommend anybody that doesn't like to travel but wants to learn about traveling or different places, it's a great book. Or anybody that's traveling and wants to go someplace else, this is probably a great book. It's one place you probably wouldn't go right now. Uh, I'm not a tour guide or uh, or advisor or some places I just wouldn't recommend that you go. But it's a great and fascinating real-life story of your adventures Uh you know, in your adult life, mainly, I would assume, right? So, yeah, starting when I was 20, I was dropped behind the Iron Curtain then. Um, I I would say also for people who want to know, I I talk about some strategies about the way we got off the X's or Mm -hmm. navigated through the X's and Mm -hmm. also about resilience because there are people who have lost um, their adult children or their children, died or members of their family have died colleagues have died in violent mm-hmm. ways and it is very tough getting through but you can get through yep i agree 100 there is there's uh there's life the other time ton- in the tunnel you just gotta persevere i guess and believe or, i think there's me- whatever mechanisms you all have different strategies yeah there's all sorts of ways do, do whatever helps <laughs> yes and don't and- don't be afraid to talk to people Yes, and also I I was in places um, where people had so much worse happening to them than I did. It put it in perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's very very true. Well, it, it was great meeting you and learning more about you and your book. And so uh, traveling off the X, and where could people get it? Yes, well, traveling off the X as behind me and right here. There you go. <laughs> it's not a a huge book, 300 or so pages, and my poetry book, Clash. I have mine too. <laughs> <laughs> great. Thank you. Um, Defines Press is great about putting it out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. I have my website, as I mentioned, J-O-P-A-T-T-I-X.com, which has a link to all the places to get the book and my articles, as well as a preview of my upcoming book, Traveler Between Worlds. So if you go on that site, that will give you most of the information you need. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing your story uh, with us because it's from communism to radical Islam to everything in between. That's quite an extraordinary uh, time frame and and some adventures. Well, great. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Travis. Thank you. Thank you. You too. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Author Eke. There'll be another episode next week. Please stop by and start your own story.
We can't wait to hear it.